Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. Today's guests are Murr and Darren Wearmouth. Murr is a comedian, actor, author, and producer who stars in True TV's Impractical Jokers. Darren is the best-selling author of First Activation, The Invasion Trilogy, and Sixth Cycle, as well as the co-host of the speculative podcast, Casual Loops. Together, Murr and Darren have co-written three novels, Awakened, The Brink, and their newest book, Obliteration, which goes on sale June 23rd. Murr, welcome back to the show. Darren, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us back, man. This is great. We're excited to have you and to talk about your book. Thank you. It's it's good to be back. I had such a good time last year. We're back this year for Obliteration. My first question is usually, where are you in the world right now? I want to say, Murr, are you in Jersey? Darren, where are you? Tell us, where are you guys? I'm in Jersey. Uh, I live down in Princeton with my fiance and my puppy. And Darren usually has a guest room in the house, almost a standing guest room. But because of everything going on, he's, he's, he's up in Toronto with his wife and baby. I am in Canada. And the weather is nice, cool, and clear today. And... Um... You know, we're all in lockdown, we're making the best of it as we can. And as James says, uh, I often stay with him when we're doing our books together. We have a good time, but because of current circumstances and everyone's lives have impacted, um, this is how we're doing it at the moment. And how is quarantine affecting your work? Whether it's writing, whether it's the Impractical Jokers, tell us kind of how being stuck at home right now is you know affecting what, what you're doing. It affected, it didn't really affect the writing much. Obliteration we had finished before uh, the world shut down. So that was good. And we were together for a lot of it. You know, we, uh, Darren would come to New York uh, and we would just spend hours in person brainstorming ideas and, and putting the book together. And that was done. We handed that in January and it comes out in June. But then we immediately started work. We have two more books coming out as well after the Awakening Trilogy. Uh, we have a thriller called Don't Move coming out uh, in October uh, with Blackstone Publishing and a thriller called The Stowaway coming out next April with uh, St. Martin's Press. And uh, for Don't Move, it dramatically affected the writing process because the world was shut down when we started writing it. But we had already done the work in advance. We did the work last fall, I guess, right, buddy? Yeah. Uh, we broke down the book in detail, chapter by chapter, knew the characters intimately well already and where their, their story arcs were, where they were going to go, what the plot points were. So it was uh, going into the writing, we, it was as close to bulletproof as you could get in advance before you start writing it and realize some holes that there are. But that was a different process. Uh, we did it remotely, the entire book, chapter by chapter, back and forth. It was different, um, but um, the work we did in advance helped us a lot if we wouldn't have had done, done that it would have been a lot more challenging because i think brainstorming online compared to being there in person is a lot tougher for sure 
Before we get into obliteration and talk process, Murray, you probably mentioned this the first time you were on. I want to just talk about your origin story and how you guys met, just to give the audience a little context. So tell us the backstory. Tell us your origin story, how you guys connected and decided, hey, let's work together on books, which can take a lot of time. We had both gotten rejected uh, on Tinder uh, and uh, <laughs> write on each other, and then it became good writing partners. No, we, um, you know, I wrote the first book, Awakened, uh, at this point, 16 years ago, I guess, right? So maybe 2005, 2004. I wrote it. I spent a year writing the book, but I wasn't on TV yet, didn't know anybody in publishing, sent out my query letters, did the whole thing, and it pretty much across the board just got sent back to me and rejected. Uh, and it just sat on my computer for a decade and a half until Impractical Jokers and our amazing fans. And then I sent the same exact book in, being much further ahead in my career on TV, sent the exact same book in to HarperCollins, and they loved it and bought the trilogy. And they wanted me to polish it up and spend a couple weeks kind of really diving in and modernizing it and stringing out the point of view and characters. And I didn't have the time, frankly. And I had an honest conversation with them and I said, guys, I can't take a month down from filming. That, that, that time doesn't exist. I can't even take a week down from filming. Because we filmed Jokers, uh, well, before uh, the world shut down, we, were, we filmed like 31 episodes a year. And now, of course, we have the Misery Index on TBS, and we tore all the, uh, you know, every other weekend. It just was impossible. So I said, what do you think I should do? And they said, well, why don't you bring in, uh, why don't you work with uh, an excellent writer that can help you whip it into shape and straighten out the point of view and kind of expand and flesh, flesh out these characters a bit more. And I, they sent me a list of names, literally a list of people that they liked. And Darren was on the top of that list. And I interviewed him and another, a number of other writers. And I mean, we hit it off immediately. We FaceTimed, Darren was living in the UK at the time. We FaceTimed and hit it off. We were the same age. We liked the same movies. We like the same sci-fi horror movies. We, uh, he's generally just a great guy overall. And uh, we immediately hit it off. There was instant, instant chemistry. And um, while he wasn't uh, the best writer on the list by far, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I read some of his work. I liked it. I liked him. You know, I think when you work with somebody, you it's their personality that matters far more than anything else. And I trust my gut with things. And uh, I think I was right. I think I chose the best possible writing partner I could have ever have had. Yeah, I mean, fr from my perspective as well, um, uh, I got the interview through and. Um, uh, to let you know in advance, I watched Impractical Jokers anyway. I enjoyed the show. It's funny. I mean, it, it's it, it's had me in tears of laughter sometimes. Usually at James's expense, being when <laughs> 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 his nipples pierced. But uh, uh, so I got. Uh, um, do you want to talk to James Murray about this? It come through, and I, I had to give it a second look. You thought what? And even when we first spoke, and all of a sudden James was on my laptop screen instead of the TV screen. It was a very weird experience. But yeah, I mean, once we got talking, and James is a very, you'll know this anyway, you've spoken to him before, but he's a very down-to-earth, good, genuine guy. And when we were talking, I mean, it was like we could just talk for hours about a lot of the same stuff. There's no ego about him whatsoever. And that's made it a, a pleasure to work with him. Uh, and it's just been such a unique experience for me and the processes that we do to make it enjoyable and enjoying our downtime again it's it's made it to me I, I think you know 
this time and these books, you know, they'll, it'll be times that I look back when I'm, I'm an old man in a rocking chair and treasure. It's so interesting. Like a lot of the writers that I interviewed, they were clearly interested in being hired to polish it up, right? There, it's a gig, so to speak. You, it'll take three weeks, four weeks, polish it up, put it in shape, get out the door, onto the next thing. And that's not what you and I have done at all. And that's what I love about this. Well, first of all, I love you as a friend. But secondly, uh, I, I love that we are truly creative partners and we come up with new ideas together and we've gone on pitch meetings together, which is in itself unusual in the publishing industry that we physically go in to pitch book ideas like, like I do in TV. You know, I worked in TV development for a long time. Darren and I have adopted the same approach where we set up meetings with publishers, we go and pitch them the idea, and that's it, you know? And because I feel like him and I selling in the room together is going, always going to beat some kind of submission that we do through our agents, you know? And, uh, and truly, we've become creative partners uh, on our future and, and our writing future together. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um... It is unique, and I, I completely agree with you. Um, it, it can be sometimes, if you imagine, I imagine putting myself in the shoes of the acquisition editor, and you get a lot of manuscripts through and everything, and I suppose depending on your mood and your personal tastes, um, I mean, anything could sway you on the day. I don't know their process. I wouldn't want to second-guess them. But if, if you to have two people in front of you with a track record and enthusiasm behind what they're doing and a willingness to collaborate uh, with the editor on the story as well. I think that is so much more powerful. Yeah. Would you guys mind if I do my worst reading a very small snippet about obliteration? Sure, please. Here we go. It'd be amazing if it's like a terrible review. (laughs) 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 All right. With obliteration, Murr and Darren reprised their partnership to bring you the finale to their tale of subterranean terror that began with national bestseller and number one Sunday Times bestseller Awaken and was followed by The Brink, also a national bestseller and Sunday Times bestseller. Brad Meltzer, number one New York Times bestselling author of The Escape Artist, says, what a finale to the trilogy. Obliteration is exactly what it says. Loads of action, explosive fights, and of course, even more creatures join the fight and see how it ends. That said, the book's coming out on June 23. How are you guys feeling about it going into the release? You know, I, I think we have a unique perspective on it, right? Because uh, when, we, when you finish writing a book, you have no idea what you just wrote, right? <laughs> like, like, is this any good? And I remember we finished the manuscript, and I, I, I called Darren up. I was like, well, we're done. Toast. Is it any good? Like, and then, then you go into the, the fine-tuning of it, and for the first time in months, you go back from page one, you work on every single word and get a sense of where, what, what happened along the way over the past three months of writing. And when we went through it in that fine detail, I think we both were like, this is the best one of the trilogy. It really is. And then I have another unique experience. I, I don't know if you can see this, but I, I literally, HarperCollins sent me a whole audio deck and I set up a sound room here in my home to do the audiobook to make sure the audiobook gets out on time because all the studios are shut in Manhattan. There's no way to do it, produce it. So either we don't do the audiobook or don't do it for many months, or I do it remotely. So I did it remotely over Zoom uh, with a, an engineer and a producer on the line, director on the line, and the laptop and the mics and sound baffles everywhere. And reading it verbally 
over the past, we just, I just finished doing the audiobook about a week ago. Reading it verbally for a week from page one, Darren, it's really good, buddy. I think it's the best of the trilogy. It really is. The story is it intercuts between great characters. Uh, the action is always building. It has, it, when it needs to slow down, it does really well. And the ending cannot be beat. I, I, it's so easy to screw up the ending of a trilogy. You know, if you don't stick the landing and, and go where the reader needs to, where the story needs to go for the reader and, and it has to be satisfying and tie up all the loose ends you've, you've sewn over, over three books, I really think it's the best out of all three. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you when you went through. And, and what, uh, what people might not know also is that, I mean, there, there is an appetite for obliteration for people with the first two in the trilogy, especially with the audio. And James pushed um, to have this set up the studio in his own home just so that people could get it on time. I mean, he phoned me, I was there, and he was, he was sticking these black things to his office wall. What were the things? All the sound baffles in the closet right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, he, he did that. Uh, he, he didn't need to, but he made it happen. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience Podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city, while our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writerexperience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writer experience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favorite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favorite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favorite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favourite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickering Myth Network. We both bring three films each from a certain genre and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickr and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. I would love to talk the actual process of you guys writing this book as a duo specifically. We haven't talked a ton to writing duos before, so I would love to get into your process a little bit. The first thing, inception of an idea. How the hell did the two of you decide on A, well, I guess the trilogy in the first place, and then B, on how you would kind of come up with the concept for this new book. How did you decide on it together? Who came up with what? And how did you kind of choose to uh, move forward from there? Well, it, there's two different processes, right? One is the Awakened Trilogy started from my core idea from the first manuscript from years and years ago. So we, already, we were going into it with a huge advantage, right? We already had this very fleshed out world and storylines and, and plots and characters. And then so Darren and I just built on that for books two and three and thought about where, where we wanted to see it go and what needed to happen. Like if we were watching, um, if we were watching a, a, a horror franchise or a thriller franchise, 
or a sci-fi franchise, where would we want to see, you know, Return of the Jedi go, you know, by the end? And that gives a good roadmap for the trilogy. The specific plot points of book two and three, I think I was probably a little drunk. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I remember this. You, 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 I think you had a massage and you were relaxing and you, you may or may not have had like one or two Jamesons. And then you phoned me afterwards saying, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have been getting a massage and I happened to be hammered at the time. And uh, my mind started to drift and I, I, I came up with basic <laughs> plot points for book two and three. That stayed true to the end, right? And then yeah. I dive into it and, and just start riffing on ideas. And, uh, and then we, once we lock in on the idea, then we do um, a chapter breakdown, detailed, or not even a chapter breakdown. We really just write a summary, maybe 12, 15 pages long. And that's our roadmap. And then we literally, in each paragraph break of the summary, you almost see the chapter breakdowns right there. And then Darren will take that and just say, okay, this is chapter one, from this person's point of view, chapter two, this person's point of view. And, uh, and that's, that's how it goes. Now, we also, now, the process is different for the other books we have coming out, like Don't Move and Stowaway. Again, two totally different processes. Don't Move, Darren and I locked ourselves in my apartment for three days. Uh, and I forget exactly how the, the initial idea came about, buddy. Do you remember? I, I do. I, I remember texted you and said, um, imagine if there was some uh, prehistoric... Uh, Spider in the forest, and you're out there camping at night. Someone switches on a UV light, and the inches from a web, and we're like, "Oh, that's a great movie moment." And then, gradually over the next few weeks, we kept talking about it. Now and then, and you you were out camping, and you said, "Oh, listen, this would be." Oh a great yes, I sent you photos. I was like, "Oh my god, could you imagine this? The web's over here." Yes. Yeah, and we, and then we talked about it a bit more, and then we we're like, "Okay, let's do this," and that's when we locked down. Yeah, so we we lock ourselves in for three days. We figure out who the characters are in this story. But it, it really starts from exactly what Darren said, which is we think of really visual movie moments or hooks. We start from the hook, right? The stowaway, the hook is basically a serial killer on a cruise ship. That's it. We started with that sentence and it all fleshed out from there. And that's how we sold it. Um, so then we lock ourselves in for three days, figure out who the characters are, the plot points, what the twists are, what the holes are. Then we try to, then we go back and fix the holes. Uh, and uh, then we write it down and, and proceed from there. Yeah, because I, I, I think if you, I mean, from our perspective anyway, I, I know some people pants it, you know, um, uh, just wing it and everything. But I think to write a full length novel that has twists uh, and some complex characters and everything, it, it, would, it would be almost impossible to write that just um, off top of your head i think you you do need to be to know where you're going to be able to foreshadow correctly and the process of our creation we do that we we, we because we've got it all down and we know where we're going it allows us to plant all of those seeds yeah and, and as, as for the actual writing process of the books uh once we have a detailed roadmap and we both are in agreement as to you know the characters and plot points and everything uh usually uh darren will take the first pass at a chapter It'll send it to me, and then I'll go through it and tweak a change and so on and so forth and send it back to him, and then he'll do another polish, and it goes back and forth. We literally jump back and forth from chapter to chapter like that, sending each other further and further polished versions of it. And uh, the two of us have uh, fairly complementary skills, 
And by that, I mean we're bad at the opposite things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, and, and what James said before about expanding and riffing on, on ideas, we might have like uh, some idea in our, our chapter breakdown in the paragraph. We, we, we essentially write a paragraph for a scene, don't we? And then I might expand it out a little bit and then James can get on it. He goes, actually, I, I like this edition or maybe, you know, this doesn't quite track for me. How about we do it like this? And they're like, yeah, okay. And then, and that's where having no ego comes into it because we both want to create the best possible product and we're both like adding to the story and the scenes all the time. Well, that, that's ultimately what it comes down to is that the, the two of us writing together is greater than the sum of its parts. And yeah. look at us, we're, we're not very big parts. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> no. What's the percentage you guys would say that when you're working together, you're actually on a call looking at, if it's remote, looking at the documents together, as opposed to, you know, separate one's working on one chapter and one's working at the other. How often are you actually collaborating versus being separated and just doing the work? No, I don't think we do that at all, actually. I, th I think we both prefer to write separately, you know? We brainstorm together. It's better when we're physically together because, I mean, you remember Darren, if you're in the other room, I mean, every half hour, I'm jumping into your room, you're coming out to the living room, and we're saying, this is a problem, we have to fix this. You know, that, that just makes it easier. But even when we're writing separately, we're constantly FaceTiming each other throughout the day, talking about stuff. But as for the actual writing, it, it's, it, for me, and I think for Darren too, it is a solitary experience, as it has to be. Yeah, I require... Um... I know the stories of people saying, oh, they're doing it to Guns N' Roses or whatever, but I, I like silence. Uh, I, I think James likes it too. We, we like to really focus and drill down on what we're doing. But yeah, I remember being uh, in the spare bedroom and, and James was in the living room for both of the places. And we'd be back and forth all the time. And actually sometimes we'd be like, uh, we'd think of points and we'd both research the same points as well to see what we can what we could come up with to get around certain issues or use certain locations. So it, it works best when we're both in the same building and it's very interactive, but in terms of actually the text, uh, um, modifying it and editing it and that, we, we do that separately and then maybe review together at the end of the day with a can of white claw. Yeah, well, I was about to say, I like writing <laughs> And the constant sound of Darren sipping White Claw is so distracting. <laughs> I, I, I can't, you know, I need silence. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that burp every 10 minutes is too much. He's got, he's got one of those hats on, the, the two White Claw cans and those crazy straws into his mouth. <laughs> Love it. Before we go, what can we look forward to? Obviously, this book's coming out, but what about career goals? What can we expect to see? Tell us about what's coming what you're excited for over the next year, five years? So here's what we're excited about. Obviously, Obliteration comes out June 23rd, the completion of the Awakened Trilogy, which we're so excited for fans and readers to find out how it all ends. Uh, then we have Don't Move, a thriller, a standalone thriller coming out with Blackstone this fall in October, and that's super scary and thrilling and with lots of big ideas in it and sequel potential. Then we have The Stowaway coming out with St. Martin's Press next April. And that is a, uh, a thriller on a cruise ship. And then after that, also during this entire time, we are constantly not only developing new ideas for books, but also working on selling our ideas into TV and film, which is 
our primary interest, of course. That's so we're taking pitch meetings. Darren's been on pitch meetings with me in New York and in LA on how to develop our projects into TV and film properties. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited about those books. I mean, a, a, an ambition of mine, it would be great to see some of our work on television. I think anyone would love that who writes. Um, if they don't, they're lying. And just to create stories that people enjoy. That may sound cliched, but it's generally true because if somebody takes 10 hours of their own personal time to, to read your work, then and then even get back and review and say they enjoy it, that's to me is immensely satisfying. It's hard to beat that feeling. My last question, Mur, I believe I asked you this before, the last time you were on the show. What is one piece of advice or learning from your career that you'd like to pass along to the authors who are listening right now? Well, find the most handsome British <laughs> man, talented British man, spelt. Oh, yeah. To partner with, and basically your career is set. <laughs> that being said, above and beyond that piece of advice, yeah, I would say, uh, I would say, don't quit. Keep going. The most of what makes you succeed in this industry is outlasting your competition, because most people don't finish or give up on their dreams. So what I've learned uh, in my career with Jokers, it took us 11 years to get on TV, and it took me 15 years to get my books published. What I've learned is you just, if you love something, you keep doing it, you get better at it, and don't stop as long as you love it. And uh, don't let other people limit or define your success for you. Make your own success and whatever you envision that to be. Yes. I, I mean... I will add to that. I mean, if you can find some, like a, one of the most popular comedians for stadium tours in the world with a show, <laughs> who also has a, a, a nice six pack and is ripped. It's, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, just like James, I would say to always try and make the work you best you can and always try and constantly improve. And I think it's important to write what you enjoy and you will love too because otherwise I think it can be a drag. And you may not necessarily, I think it's also important not to write and think this is going to be the best thing in the world because there's always someone out there that might not like it and there might be some people that love it. But as long as you do it and love it and, and read a lot as well to find out what you like, that's always helpful. I do take some inspiration from some of my favorite authors. And yeah, just do the work and, and don't let anything stop you because as long as you're focused and prepared to put in the time and keep improving, then anything is possible. Love it. Well, thank you guys. Obliteration goes on sale June 23rd. If you're listening, please check it out before we go. Did you guys want to plug your Twitter or anything at all that people can go to check out you personally or? You can uh, find me. This is Mur. You can find me on all social media at, on Instagram. It's at the real Mur. On Twitter and Facebook, it's at James S. Murray. You can go to impracticaljokers.com for all things TV show. You can go to thetenderloins.com for all things the guys and I. And then you can go to jamesmurrayauthor.com for all of our books that Darren and I are writing. I'm Instagram at Darren Wearmouth, Twitter at Darren Wearmouth, and Facebook is Darren Wearmouth. And you can see exciting things like me getting my hair cut or um, flopping in a cold swimming pool. That's it. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, guys. Murr, we had a lot of fun the last time, but that was until we found out that Darren existed, and now we are having way more fun. I am him. sorry for keeping his existence <laughs> That's on me. Well, thank you, guys. You too, uh, Thanks again, and thanks to our listeners. We hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.